to the Runner X Podcast, where we talk about all things running. As many runners know, it's 90% mental. So join Coach Valerie and Coach Caroline as we go through the mental side of running. Welcome back to the Runner X Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Caroline, and I'm here with Coach Valerie. Coach, everybody, and, and I'm gonna I'm totally bad at this. We all want um, like, what's the easy way that I can get all my miles in, like run for a whole hour, but I don't have to do all the strength chaining and rolling and, you know, self-care. Can I, you know, is there a way that I could just do that and not have to do all the other stuff? Because I just feel like I don't have time. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that what we all say? So yes. what would you say to that? Talk to me as a coach, as, as, yeah. as you know, what would I, what do you, what do you say to that? <laughs> well, first I would say, you know, let's look at the balance of training and what your primary goal is, right? And if right. the goal is to run for an hour, then we would look at, okay, that's fine. And you're going to run for the hour, but we're going to find time around that hour to fill in with self-care. And I think that's a big thing too. When you start to, that's why we call it self-care. It's because when you realize like, You've got to take care of yourself. <laughs> and part of running, the reason, part of a lot of reasons why people run is in their mind, self-care, right? Stress release, they're, it's their high of their day, all of these things until, yeah, they're, they're, long time. <laughs> until they're injured, right? And then all of a sudden right. you realize like, do you always, you know, and that used to be a common answer too. Like how much time do you have to be injured? Because taking five to 10 minutes a day to do self-care is a lot easier than having six weeks of recovery. You know, That's off a of, good point. Off yeah. of <laughs> and now, let me just say, because again, we're runners too. So we live that. And when I first used to, uh, especially when I was a lot younger and I taught fitness classes like group fitness, I would say, guys, I want to work the whole hour. So we're going to work the whole hour. And then when you go home, stretch. Do you think <laughs> anybody went home and stretched? No, because as soon as you left the gym, you're done. You're moved on to the next part of your day, right? Yeah. So it's the same with runners. We want to run. And I always have kind of giggled, but because I'm a coach, I get the control of the group. So I've always been the leader. <laughs> and right. so lucky me, right? So my runners have always had to go through a running warm-up because even when I taught group fitness, we should just call it aerobics, you just you had a five-minute warm-up and you did the same mm -hmm. warm-up because it got people very comfortable with, okay, we're about to get started, we're going to do these movements. So when I did that in running, for me, that was a really natural part of running. I didn't realize that most people's warmups were literally getting out of the car and getting to the, <laughs> just getting out of the car. <laughs> right, right. That's, and, that's the warmup. <laughs> right. And, <laughs> and so the fun, the fun part for me is being able to introduce some of these things to runners. One, I'm, I'm learned over the years. And, and remember, at this point, I'm, <laughs> I'm 25 to 30 years into this. The culture hasn't shifted as much. Like we have so many more gadgets, right? And people so badly want to buy them when they're injured. I mean, you go to these running expos before a race and it's like 500 rollers. <laughs> Scrapers, oh my God, rollers, you should see you know? my closet. I have them all. I have every roller, every, and I really only use the tune-up ball now and the Mobility since I met you because they're the best, but I'm a little partial, but I have them all still. So I get it. I, I've, yeah, I bought them all. Ooh, that but in the, a, it feels so in good. The bummer <laughs> is, is that, is that thought, like, I'm going to use this. And then as soon as I don't have to use it anymore, I'm not. 
And that's everybody. Right. That's not You're not special. Like, as soon as my calf doesn't hurt, I'm not thinking about that scraper thing. You know, I just want to, now I can right. just go back to just going running, even though if you really sat back and thought about it, that's kind of what got you there in the first place. Exactly. You know, the, the goal is to never need to use anything, right? But the only way to not need to use anything is to use them before you need to. <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah. not, but it, the amazing thing is, and I learned this years and years ago, that here's where, here's where runners could really benefit. So running for us, like the value of running is in our miles. It's in our volume, right? I ran 10 miles today. I ran whatever miles. That's what everybody's excited about. No one's like, oh my gosh, I foam rolled for 20 minutes. (laughs) You know, it's not going (laughs) up on Strava. So it has to be a self-worth thing. That's the way I look at it. But What's really cool is you don't need to roll or stretch the length of time that you ran, but you should do kind of like a percentage of time. You know, like if I'm going to run for an hour, I should say to myself, all right, self, you're going to run for an hour. You're going to commit to 10 minutes of self-care, you know, something where you're taking that like, because it's actually giving back to you. And I learned the hard way. I've had it all. I've had all the injuries. You name it. I've had it. Stress fracture, plantar, shin splints. And in the beginning, everyone's like, oh, everyone gets those. And I was like, okay, great. I'm so cool. I'm part of the everyone group. And then I started to realize my runners are getting injured. We're all getting injured. And we were doing a warm-up. So what was our, what was missing was honestly the recovery aspect of running. Yeah. That you just put your body through. Remember, it's 1,500 pulls a minute. We don't say steps. We use pulls. We're on RX. But in general, for most runners, it's about 1,500 pulls, steps, if you will, a minute. I'm sorry, a mile, a mile, a sorry, mile. A mile. Right. So you go out for 10 miles, you're talking tens of thousands of steps. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. a lot, you know, and none of us are perfect runners. So in a perfect running situation, if you ran so efficiently, it's still time and a half your body weight. Every time you step, the more inefficient you are, the more body weight. And we know it's between three to 10 times your body weight. We know because we measure it all the time in our runners. So right. I tell people, imagine you're putting yourself out there. You've got to give back to yourself. And the only way you can really recover is to do some, some strength and recovery. But the nice right. part is this is, here's the best part for runners. You don't have to do a bunch. It can be little, little bits. You can do like five minutes in the morning, five minutes at night, do some toast crunches in the middle of the day. It's actually, your body's really nice if you're nice to it. So let's bring that into our immersion, which um, currently, if you take our quiz, we give you a little opportunity to get into the immersion, which is eight weeks. uh, And we immerse you in learning how to run pain free. But we also give you this right. We're trying to build up over those eight weeks the repetition of practice where you do your skill. You do your workout and then you do some self-care. You do a recovery and you've built that in such a way where you are taking into account um, that entire time might take 30 minutes or, uh, you know, you've built that in there. So it's part of that workout, correct? Like, let's speak to that, how we, we created that, why you created it in the way you did for those eight weeks. Right. Well, here, when I made, when I created the immersion, so when I first started, I'll go back just a little bit, but when I very first started coaching running again, 
remember 30 years ago before the internet. Um, it really, it really was, I did the same thing as everyone else. We would just meet and we would have so many miles. We're going to run this many miles or today we're going to do Hills or today we're going to do some, you know, really consistent to what every training plan has out there. And then, like I said, we started seeing these injuries. So I had to start, I mean, I'm fortunately found a way to one, teach people to be more efficient in their movement. And then having that standard of movement for everybody so we all knew what we were supposed to be doing. That's number one. That's huge, right? Right. And, and, it, and it changes also how you, how you start to train, right? But the main thing is what, what we try to teach in the immersion, and this is what I've learned over the years, it takes repetition of a movement to be good at a movement. And running is the same movement repeated over and over and over and over again. So the way to get better at it is just to include the practice of the movement as part of the warm-up. And that's a huge right. step in getting rid of injuries because now we're all moving correctly. And as your coach, by the way, so much easier to be able to help you move correctly than you know what to do when you're out running. So then the second part of that is when you're done running, you've got to put your body in a place for recovery. So what I learned is how to do strength and recovery. That's what's amazing is strength for runners gets really misinterpreted. I'm not talking about doing like squats and step ups. I'm talking about getting the hips and the joints back to uh, being able to support your body weight. And that's very, that's the, the best part is these simple exercises done repeatedly and consistently. They never change. And like still to this day, I, I tell people I live the immersion. So what we do is we set up your practice so that you learn what you're supposed to do in your warm-up, what you're supposed to do while you're running, and then also how to recover to stay ready to run. And yes, in the beginning, it's, it's a big change because it's very different than what you were doing. So what we've done is we've put in how to do the practice so that when you're done with the immersion, it's really stays as part of it just stays how you live your running life, if you will. So again, it's not adding more. Let's say adding more because our practices are really set up to be, you can do them in a minimum of five minutes or up to 30. Cause when you're learning, I need you to repeat more, right? Right. Right. But when you're running, you only need to do minimal practice to keep up with your running. That's the best part. The immersion flips your running in the beginning, where instead of running, you're doing a, a higher volume practice. And then that practice becomes shorter. It never goes away because you've got to practice your whole life <laughs> to stay in your running. But what happens is your practice gets less because then you're running more. But you have to allow yourself to do that flip. And we have found, and Caroline sees this all the time with me, that it takes about that long to really change both your mindset and your movement. Yeah, it's amazing, guys. So um, we've told the story before that we started with a six-week course, and it was very similar, a little bit disjointed. Uh, then we went to an eight-week course because we found that people would – you get busy after a couple of weeks. It just happens. Somebody gets sick, you get sick, business, you have to maybe take a trip, and you fall off the wagon. So we extended it to an eight-week course. So the immersion – what we did with the immersion was we said, okay, what do you have to know in those first 28 days? And we're very specific in those 28 days. And then the second, like, five weeks is now how do you take this into a running journey into the rest of your life? Now that you've kind of built in a little bit of a habit for 28 days, and I say a little bit because there's all sorts of studies that 
say, oh, it takes 61 or 67 days to build a habit. Well, I've got a, I can challenge you on this because there's also studies. And if you want to look up the book um, by John Clear on atomic habits, uh, what they say is that basically you can do a, you can force a change in your life at, at, in one, in one day if you put behind it what you need to put behind it. So we're not saying one day, we're not saying 67 days. We're giving you everything you need to to reinforce that. But realize that if you are intentional in that I want to make this change in my running, I want to run pain-free, and then focus on what we give you in those eight weeks, you will come out running pain-free. And that's what we want for you. Um, so Valerie, just to kind of to kind of wrap it in a bow, outside of giving me my skill, strength, and self-care, uh, working with me and checking in for me to check in with you once a week to make sure I'm moving correctly, you also give me a gait analysis at minimum at the beginning of the immersion, the end of the immersion, and then the end of the... So there's like, could be the option for as many as three gait analysis. And you want that for what purpose? How are you helping me as I'm going through the process with those check-ins? Oh, well, that's, that's the best part. And this is the other part too, is that when I first started coaching running, you know, it was all in person. So my first runners for, let's say the first five to 10 years, yeah, close to 10 years, I only would work with someone that worked with me. That was one of my running clients. So I had to physically be with them. And so I could see them, right. It was, (laughs) so I could help them. And by the way, even Knowing that most of the people that worked out with me came to me like three or four days a week. You know, when I first started training, guys, this is the thing to remember. It was like it was like a personal training, very uh, small group training. And the idea with being a trainer was you corrected the person, their movements to make sure they were moving correctly. So once I realized what would happen is if I wasn't, I can't be with you the whole time you're running. So the best part about what I teach is I teach you the movement. And that way, when you do go running, you know how to move. And then here came the invention of, you know, first it was like, I could film you on the track, you know, when I was with you. And then here came the cell phones. And I started realizing with the gait analysis, what I do for you is show you right now, what is your movement pattern? And then, you know, of course, now you're going to learn what you want your movement pattern to be. And then how do we check that? Well, we check that through video, but here's the thing. When I'm with someone in person, and we see this in our clinics all the time, I can show you in five minutes what running should look like. And you can actually mimic that movement pretty quickly. Can you hold it though? That's the challenge. No one can. No one, I mean, because it's brand new, right? You're taking a movement that you already thought you knew you were doing, and then you're relearning how to do it. So what we found is you're not just developing a new movement, you're developing what's called perception or awareness, right? How am I, not just um, what is the movement, but am I, am I doing it correctly? So part of that is really visual. So I don't just look at people's running. I actually have them check in with also the drills. Right. Just like if you were coming to me every day, like just like if you were coming to see me for your weekly run or your, you know, your day, your twice a week workout or three times a week workout, I'm going to check in on your form. And here's the best part, guys, of learning running. You actually learn the movement in place. 
So I can correct your movement of what you're doing, practicing in place so that when you go running, you stay with the correct movement. And I think people didn't realize that before. You know, right. it's very hard and to correct while you're moving. It's very easy to correct while you're in place. Absolutely. And I just kind of want to circle back to a, a, a quick story. You guys know that I work out with Valerie a couple times a week um, and I do uh, weightlifting with her. And yesterday we were working on bench press. And so she talked about how we to line it up and she showed us what to do. And then we go through our workout. And as soon as I started doing it, I felt pain. I felt the tweak. So I stopped the movement after about four moves, walked over to my coach, Coach Valerie, and said, what am I? I'm doing something wrong because it hurts, right? So immediately she comes back, she re-demos it, and then I get into place and I do the movement. Now that first her demoing it totally went, oh, I was doing this. I, I wasn't letting gravity drop the bar in the bench press, right? I was trying to force it down. And then when she watched me, she was like, okay, nope, let it drop more. Okay, now Ow, you know, and we checked my placement. We checked where the bar was and I did the rest of the workout, not a tinge of pain. That is what I think of as those check-ins. Now, granted, we were in person, but it's the same thing. I'm doing my drills. I'm doing what she said to do. Oops, I've got a little pain here. Let me check in. Let me show her what I'm like, rewatch what she did, show her what I'm doing. And then she can say, okay, you missed this piece in the explanation, which we all do. And she can correct it in real time, in real time, like not being with you. <laughs> so I want you guys to realize that like I experienced the check-in by working with her live, but you can have that same opportunity by working with her even online. Well, what's funny is when I first started learning, uh, my coach lived in Florida and I live in Texas. And so I would have to film, I would have to make a video, <laughs> put it on a VHS tape mail yes. it and mail it <laughs> and then he would call me <laughs> you know and so with cell phones and just immediate camera but it was the same thing because here's the thing guys it's not like a it's not a strength training exercise it's running so right. you're developing perception of a movement you need to go out and run on your own by yourself so you can experience the movement you can feel it and then you can come back and I can help you that's the best part of it but it is fun that when you can get a correction and then you go out and you feel the immediate benefit in your run, boy, it's, it really, really changes everything instead of just trying to run through it or, you know, all these things that a lot of runners try to do where they'll mimic something they've seen when you can just get a, a nice little cue, just try this right. for your movement. It's amazing how that really does help in your running. So if you're interested in uh, taking the quiz, maybe you've taken it before, take it again and get an opportunity if you haven't or you've been thinking about it to work with us in the immersion for eight weeks. If you've got a um, marathon coming up at the end of the year, maybe you have it on your bucket list for 2024. Maybe you're coming back off of an injury. You're just starting to run or you've been running for a while and you just want to see, hey, am I doing it? You know, I want to be more efficient. I want to in, uh, increase my speed, which is a byproduct of running efficiency. Um, I want you to go ahead and come through the immersion and work with us. Uh, it's a great opportunity for us to watch you run. And it doesn't matter where you are, even around the world. So if you're listening to this anywhere in the world, if you can get this uh, podcast, you can work with us online 
and we hope you will. So go to our runnerx.fit and check out the uh, runnerx quiz or go to runnerxquiz.com. So it's, it's a vanity URL at runnerxquiz.com and we hope to see you run. Thanks guys. Thank you for joining us on the RunnerX podcast. If you'd like to know more, join us at www.runnerx.fit. And if you have additional questions that you'd like answered on the podcast, email us at support at runnerx.fit.